What's going on, Miami? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast, hosted by me, Manny Garavito. Who else? Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I'm bring this down a little bit and make sure I'm in the shot. There we go. All right. What's up, Miami? How are you? Blazing Mike, the OG Chapo, Rockefeller. Oh, is Rockefeller on here? Let me get a Millie. Norma, Keva Comedy. What's up, y'all? Welcome, man. How are you? Happy, uh, happy Tuesday. Tonight's comedy show is at Dom's Brickle. Let's get that out of the way. We got a big comedy show over at Dom's and Brickle. If you guys want to laugh and dine and go to some Italian joint in Brickle, if you want to surprise your wife, or if you're the kind of wife that likes surprising your hubby by taking him out to eat. Doms, man. That's where it's at. Me and comedian JJ, we hitting the mic. Last night at the Red Bar was amazing. Will he do it again? Most likely, yes. Our comedy shows are getting so good. Counter Freeze says, Hi, bro. Do you remember me? I do, Counter Freeze. You know what? Uh, I got your message. And uh, I, I got confused by your avatar. I thought it was a nude. Turns out it's a bulldog's head. <laughs> it's a pit bull's head. That's when you got like a dog's like forehead. You know those two little bumps? I thought those were nips. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, let's, well, you see, man, but then you get started. Counter freeze. Take it easy. Uh, split and roll. What's up? Welcome. So today I want to talk about this... Uh, uh, business move done by Bill Gates over at Microsoft. Did you guys hear that Activision Blizzard which was just bought off by Microsoft? Now, for those that aren't nerds like me, uh, this is a big move. All right. When I was growing up, my first computer was a Windows PC. And when I was in my 20s, well, early 20s, maybe uh, late teens, early 20s, I was playing uh, World of Warcraft, which is like this online game that uh, people used to, like, make little avatars out of. Like, you would be, like, a little gnome, or you could be, like, an elf, or, like, a, a swordsman. I don't know. I forget what it was, but it was, like, this entire fantasy world, and you can play a character in it. And uh, it turns out that this is supposed to be a move for Microsoft to have a little chunk of the metaverse. You know what I mean? Big stuff indeed. Juan Estevez, welcome to the chat. And so what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get at is, man, like it's really exciting to see big players like Microsoft jumping in so quickly to get in on this nerdiverse, as I like to call it. El Rojas, what up? Because I don't know what you guys uh, think about this whole talk that we're all going to go online and we're all going to be on virtual reality, man. We're all going to be in the internet talking to each other, huh? roasting each other, trolling each other. I think that's where we're going to fight the next civil war. I think civil war is going to be fought on the metaverse. You know? You can be a warlock, etc. I'm playing a character on my face you made fun of. I don't get it. Uh, Madrid, what's going on? Captain M. Nichols. What's up? Uh, so when you go in the metaverse, man, we get to do anything we want, apparently. And we get to play as a character. Like, that's not us. Or maybe like a emphasized version of us. 
And why is this a big move? Because I like the fact that like Facebook or Meta, whatever they want to call themselves, or something like uh, uh, Nintendo, who else is in Decentraland? Uh, you know, all those metaverse people, right? They're all trying to start from scratch. They're all trying to work on, like, oh, let's be the first players of the metaverse. And then here comes nerdy, wealthy Bill Gates showing up with his big wallet and just buying an entire company. And then, bam, he's already ahead of the game. It's like, hey, these are a bunch of nerds already on there. There's a bunch of elves and a bunch of warlocks and a bunch of people thinking that there's something online. Let me just buy all that. So if you ever played these games, Bill, Bill Gates now has your info. And he knows what kind of character you want to play. He's got a whole profile for you. And then now we're going to go and we're going to play World of Warcraft. And the Warcraft is going to be the Civil War. But hey, man, rest assured, you don't have to fight in the Civil War online if you don't want to. All right, you just disconnect and be like, that's too much for me. All right, all these left and rightists can have their fun on there. Claiming digital property as long as I'm in the real life. That is Miami. I am too lit in Miami to go online. Do you think the people of Miami will ever go online and try to live their life? My dog is looking at you because he's not laughing. Well, see, there you go, Counterfreeze. You're being a jerk. Isa Rengel. All right, Counterfreeze. Let me get you out. Uh, remove phone plug. There you go. All right, guys. That's already his second time. Uh, just trolling on the chat. And this guy's like, I need to come back. Bring me back. I need to get back on the chat. My dog's not laughing. <laughs> Bro, take a joke, man. Get me back on there. Oh, boy. Can you imagine if this channel actually ends up growing or if I'm on the metaverse? Counterfreeze just shows up in the metaverse. Yeah, you remember me? Oh, no, not the Pitbull guy. He's such a fan. What's up, Mura Attack? So let me ask you guys a question. You being locals from Miami, or at least the majority of you guys being locals from Miami, let me ask you, would you ever go online? Would you party online? <clears throat> would you date somebody virtually? Think about long-distance relationships. Let's say if you met somebody special in the metaverse, right? You have your little thing on, your little VR headset. Oh, my God, I met somebody on Roblox. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so nice. He's a kind, gentle soul. What if you make a mistake? What if you meet somebody on the virtual world and, they're end up, and they end up being, like, underage? You know? Don't go on Minecraft and find someone special. Don't go on Fortnite, Roblox. That's all a trap. You know what I'm saying? Lorenzo Sanz says, my husband has been playing WoW forever. Oh, and you, you're still married to him? What up, Curly Tempo? It be happening. Yeah, man, people are out there making moves to get us online forever. Forever. Imagine you make a character. All right, so here's what I picture is going to happen. Um, I'm, I'm a futurist. Like, I love futuristic stuff. That's why I ded I'm dedicating this entire podcast to the, um, uh, the, the, the purchase that Microsoft did. Because it's a big move, right? And... As a futurist, I think there's so many things that we're going to be doing online that we can't even fathom right now. Um, I've been the kind of person that when I first got my computer, I started looking into like downloading music through Napster and LimeWire and playing games and like meeting people. Like I remember, bro, like in 2001, 
before the internet was like as big as it is now, right? Because people are chatting online on Facebook and these websites thinking like this is the first time this has ever happened. Dude, if you go to the internet, late 90s, early 2000s, all that stuff existed, but they existed because some nerdy guy that knew how to code built a website where you can just jump in and then you hold space bar and you're actually talking to somebody on the other side of the world. You're playing games with them. Of course, the graphics weren't that good. But I remember playing like 2D games that had horrible glitches and I'm talking to strangers, right? And I'm like 18, 19, just talking to strangers. And they're cool. Never came across a weirdo, thankfully. Just total strangers. And I'm there like, yo, go to the left, go to the left. I'm lagging. Damn. I remember downloading a song back in the early, uh, uh, late 90s. Early 2000s, well, DSL came out in the 2000s, so maybe late 90s, like 97 through 99. To download one song was an hour. One megabyte was an hour. If you downloaded something that was like two megabytes, that's like two hours right there. Now it's in a second. So now we all get to speed up what we wanted to do in the late 90s. So it's exciting for me and me being a futurist and seeing what's going on in the metaverse. I really think that long distance relationships are going to be a thing. Come on, man. Look, you live in Miami. I live in Miami. If you're single, you already know how terrible it is to be dating around here. It's awful. It's one of the worst cities to be <laughs> to be single in. All right. The reason why is because everybody has options around here. All right. Curly Temple says Sims would be perfect. It'll be even better than Sims. I never understood Second Life or Sims, and I'll tell you why I never understood those games. Because why am I going to be a normal person going online to play a normal person? <laughs> hey, man, put me online. Give me a bunch of guns. Give me a lightsaber. Give me all the cars I want. That guy has a cool car. Let me rob it from him, right? I want. That's how I want to live online. Why am I going to go online and get a job? <laughs> That's what The Sims did. I never understood that about The Sims. Oh, yeah, you go online, and and now I work at Target. (laughs) I got to pay rent for this house, man. I got to throw a house party this weekend. (laughs) Um, Curly Temple says, uh, if you downloaded something, one one third, it was Crank That Soldier Boy. I never got into Soldier Boy, Uh, but I know... I know Crank that made him a lot of money. A lot. He's probably still living off that. Uh, and Mikhail, 22, welcome. Ari, Brenda, uh, we're here talking about uh, Microsoft buying a whole video game company and where the internet is going. Where's the internet going, y'all? I'm going to get in a relationship on virtual. I'm going to find me a nice virtual girlfriend. And then you know what else you could probably do? You could probably download her into a sex bot. You know what I'm saying? And let me tell you guys something. I'm going to tell you guys right now, both men and women. Once uh, sex dolls become a thing, like ones that have actual good AI, it's over. We're not going to be making babies no more for a long time, okay? All right? At least the population problem will be solved when sex bots become a thing. And they talk back. And they can transform. You know, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm tired of the blonde look. Can you go brunette tonight? Of course, honey. What else would you like? Oh, finally. 
a girl that understands. Technically, I am just a robot. But if you want to identify me as a woman, that is fine. There are 200 genders to this day, though. Oh, no, not you two. I got a reprogrammer. Where's the plug? <laughs> what up, Cindy Beatrice? Uh, Lorenzo Sanz says, I'm a Mortal Kombat kind of gal. I just aged myself. Mortal Kombat is still one of the biggest popular uh, uh, and popular video games that are out now, man. The most violent, too. I love going online and just murdering somebody on Mortal Kombat. You ever done that? You ever, you ever did a fatality to some kid in India? Eight years old. Fatality. Oof. That kid got slaughtered on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but that's what makes the internet great. You could do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Imagine playing Mortal Kombat and just murdering somebody on the <laughs> Gruesomely. Oh, my God. His skull got ripped in half. Fatality. <laughs> that's what's great about what's going on on the internet, man. They're going to be doing so much stuff. Ex Machina, yeah. Juan Estevez knows what's up. Uh, so, you know, apart from finding love virtually based on your interests, you know, you're not you're no longer like limited to like whatever's in Miami. Right. You don't got to go to a nightclub. However, I'm pretty sure there's some people that are so attached to this reality that they're going to be like me. Virtual. Never. YOLO. You live once. And they're not wrong. But I think it's going to be so convenient to go online and live a life that you've always wanted to live. Hopefully it happens in our lifetime. I mean, we're just seeing the potential of it, and everybody's talking about it like it's already here. It's not here. It's not. People say it's here. It's not. You go on there. If you go in the virtual world, there's only like 13 people there. All right? 13 people there with too much money and free time. People got to go to work. What do you mean you're on? What are you doing in the metaverse at 12 o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday? How? Don't you got a job? <laughs> Don't you got things to do? Don't you got kids? Nah, I invested in Bitcoin when it was uh, $3. And now I'm here in the metaverse because I'm one of the first investors here. I think you're the only investor here, bro. Oh, this is going to be huge. Not yet, though. No one's at that level yet, bro. All right? That's another thing, man. Cryptocurrency is probably, like, setting us up. VR goggles, too expensive. They're not as expensive. I actually bought the Oculus. It's, like, 500 No, I think it's, like, 400 400 bucks to get the Oculus. And, I, and the, everything I do on the Oculus is the same thing I can do on Facebook. It's not nothing really that special yet. Um, Like, I remember, like, I went to go watch a YouTube video with the Oculus on. I sat, on the, I sat down on the floor to look at the video. It felt like I was in the movie theater just looking at this thing. It's like I could just turn the lights off and do the same thing with my laptop. You know what I'm saying? Dark Skin Babe. What's up? Miami Dodgeball, what's up? We're here talking about where the internet is going. What's the future? Especially now that someone uh, like Bill Gates bought uh, Blizzard. D. Rusios, what's up? <clears throat> so, um, crypto, it being a whole thing, like, you know, the money we use online, sure, there's a big possibility for it. But it's like, come on, man. How are you going to tell your landlord you're going to pay them in Dogecoin? Hey, what up, Sam? Uh, you heard about this uh, crypto doge? Yeah, I uh, I bought it when it was a penny. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and send you uh, 1,800 doge coins to pay for my rent. You, you better give me some real money, man. I don't want your doge coin. 
No, no, no. You just uh, download a crypto wallet. I'll send it to you, bro. I don't care how much Dogecoin you've got. If you don't give me dollars, you're out of here. <laughs> That's one of the things I worry about crypto, man. I do have, I do invest in it, man. But like, I don't want to do so much, and then just be that guy that wakes up one day and all the crypto's gone, and then you just like <laughs> you got to explain to your friends. Well, well, well. Looks like the crypto world tanked this morning, Manny. I were you all about that? Look, man, I'm homeless now. If you can please go easy on me. <laughs> oh man, Curly J23, welcome to the chat. You're here talking about uh, the online world and where it's going. Um, yeah, man. I mean, imagine going. Imagine if you're so seriously invested in crypto, you go on a date, right? think you got money in the it's so volatile it just goes up and down like you never know where it's going like i got so much invested in ether i mean ethereum oh you know they're the, the token is called ether i'm invested in, in ethereum i'm invested in bitcoin there's a couple of others that i invested in uh the central land right the, the mana i bought it at 70 cents and shot up to three dollars and 70 cents i made a whole 63 dollars <laughs> Because I don't want to invest. The only way to really make big bucks in crypto is if you buy a lot of a coin that blows up. And mana could have been one of them, but, you know, I played it safe. I bought 10 mana at $7, and it shot up, and I made $63. And I was like, look at me. I'm a crypto investor. <laughs> and then I but I worry, man. If I got a wallet full of this stuff, right, and then I go on a date. And then, uh, you know, the waiter brings the check. It's like, oh, yeah, I got this, baby. And then you go in your crypto wallet. All the money's gone. Oh, shoot. Baby, can you can you take care of this? Uh, the crypto shot down. I wasn't expecting that. It's 24-7. All right? It's not like the stock market. It doesn't close at 430. Uh, Curly J says, I heard you can uh, buy shares on athletes and stuff like that. Not sure I understood. Albums, et cetera. Now. Yeah, so Nas... I made a bunch of money with baby Dogecoin. I'm just saying, I'm still holding some. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know there was a baby version of that, Juan Estevez. ADA, I'm, a, I'm familiar with Cardano. Cardano's all right. You know, it kind of is being a little stagnant. Sorry, I don't want to make this into a crypto talk. But anyways, um, let's go with Curly J. That's a good one. So here's a, one thing that I've learned, all right, as, a, as an independent artist here in the city of Miami is, uh, the more independent you are, the better you can create, right? So I don't, I don't depend my comedy on a club or a production. Like the way I do business and comedy is something that I built, right? Like this. And in 2016, uh, I remember I was telling like all my comedy friends, I was telling them, you know, one of the most important things that we can do as comedians is figure out like how can we grow without. Uh, getting an HBO special or without uh, going on Netflix because that's kind of like a gamble, right? Like just because I'm not on Netflix or or you as a comedian, just because you're not on Netflix doesn't mean you're a bad comedian. That just means you didn't get your shot to get on there, right? So like as an artist, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to aim for Netflix or nothing at all? It's either you got an HBO special or you're bust as a comic, Right? So when you start thinking more business-oriented rather than talent-oriented, well, you combine the two. If you combine 
whatever art you want to do, whether you're a musician, a comedian, an artist, whatever, combine that with business, then you're going to be able to grow something that you have full control of. So in 2014, I started um, Miami Comedy, and then when it started growing, I was like, you know what? A lot of people, a lot of artists should look into doing independent stuff because us as artists, we're the ones creating. We're the ones bringing the people together. We're the ones making things happen in our own way. Why am I going to wait for HBO or Comedy Central to knock on my door, man? That's like a gamble. That's a very risky thing to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up, Manny? Oh, I want to be a comedian. Hopefully, Comedy Central gives me a half-hour special. And even if you get your half-hour special, that's not everything. You can't retire off that. You know what I mean? You can't retire off a, a, a 30-minute or an hour special. Well, maybe on Netflix. If you get the millions, but not everyone makes the millions, right? You make a lot less. I've heard some people make less than, than a million on an HBO, I mean, on a Netflix special. So... What's going on in terms of what uh, Curly J said on the chat, where you can buy shares on athletes and stuff, and they're on like musicians and their albums. It's very exciting to see that artists are now going to be able to take control of what they create without it having to go to like a big production company. Like if you want to be an actor, you can actually start a YouTube channel. And this is just an example. Let's say you want to be an actor. Oh, I wish to one day be in Hollywood. But if you say you want to be in Hollywood, what's going to end up happening is Hollywood is going to decide if you're going to be an actor, not yourself. You see what I'm saying? So you could, like, gamble your entire acting career on whether or not you're going to be in Hollywood. But instead, now, uh, if you want to be an actor, you can start a YouTube channel and just make your own acting roles. Right? You've got full creative freedom. YouTube doesn't charge you a thing. The question is, you then have to get into the business side of things and be like, how can I make people watch this now? <laughs> it's, not, it's not my responsibility. So it's exciting to see like, like that. Like Nas is going to come up with a whole new uh, music album. And then us as fans, we can invest in Nas's music. And this is the format he did it. He did, okay? We don't have, you don't, us as artists, we don't have to go that route. We could just be like, pay $9.99 and you get access to my album. Or whatever, and then if you if I see that you have the NFT for this album, you get to go to the concert if I ever go to your city, as an example. But what Nas did was invest nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, and you get point zero one six three percent of this album. So as it streams on Spotify, as it streams on YouTube, as it streams on whatever, you then get point zero one six three of that album's uh, offering. So now you're an investor in Nas's career. Yeah, excuse me? Uh, Nas, I would like backstage passes as one of the owners of your album. And that's what that's where it's coming down to. Louis C.K. did it after getting canceled. Great example. Sometimes society is not on your side. And, you know, I'm not the one to judge on what Louis C.K. did. But if you want, if you've still got fans, but a lot of Hollywood or a lot of corporations... Don't want to get you on because of whatever behavior, right? No one's perfect. No one's perfect. The best thing you can do is create on your own. MiamiComedy.com is a self-made thing. And the reason why it was successful is because it brought 
comedy to this to a city where a lot of people said comedy wouldn't thrive. And look at us now. We're blowing up. We're blowing up in comedy, in the comedy world. A lot of talent is growing here. A lot of comedians are moving here. Now imagine if this was owned by some corporation, you know? Imagine if some, like, uh, you know, some media company owned Miami Comedy. You know how many gatekeepers there would be? I don't know. You can't perform on our stage. Why? You're not in the network. <laughs> what are your credits? Uh, I got a YouTube channel, and I create my own specials. No, 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 no. We want people that have been on Comedy Central. We want people that have been on HBO. If HBO doesn't think you're funny, what makes you think we think you're funny? Huh? So us as artists, man, we got a whole new world. And then when you look at uh, Bill Gates buying the whole online thing, we could start probably start doing like video game characters. Imagine you go on World of Warcraft and I'm on stage as, a, as an elf saying jokes about how crazy it is to play that game. That's my audience right there. Yeah, all these gnomes, they're with me. They all bought tickets to the show. So it's exciting, man. We are living in the cusp of a whole new era of being connected. Decentralized comedy, exactly. I've been touting about this since 2016. I've been telling all my comedy friends, you got to be independent. You can't rely on a distribution channel that is not yours. That's so risky, man. Your entire career. Imagine doctors had to go through that. Well, they kind of do. I mean, they <laughs> as a doctor, you got to go through some sort of specialization, right? You can't just be like, I'm a doctor. Let me open you up. Don't you dare lay a hand on me. <laughs> well, but still, imagine if doctors, in order for you to, um, let's say you graduate. Let's say you're a great doctor, but you don't have credits, you know? You ever worked at uh, Baptist Hospital? No, I've never been there. I'm actually from St. Charles. Sorry, man. We only accept Baptist Hospital doctors here. You know, we, we got we to gotta do quality control here. We only want specific kind of doctors, not any kind. All right? Artists are the only ones that suffer from this. No, I wouldn't say only. But artists are known to suffer from this dilemma of I can't get my art out there unless a big company is behind me that is the biggest artistic dilemma there is and you know what is the result of that you know what is the result of artists not being able to grow and communicate to the masses the biggest dilemma is that those that do manipulate are specifically chosen to manipulate the masses sure some slip by sure there's some talented artists that you know made their way, you know, networked their way. And then, you know, they, they you know, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, I think one of the artists that I really love and I saw them grow, uh, Anderson Pack, great artist. And I listened to him before he was big because I loved his albums on Spotify. And Anderson Pack then just maneuvered his way to work with Dr. Dre. And then he worked with uh, Kendrick Lamar. And then he worked with, uh, and I think now he's on Silk Sonic with Bruno Mars. Well-deserved. Another one is Kali Uchis. Kali Uchis was amazing, right? Uh, when I first discovered her, I was listening to Kali Uchis. I'm like, Kali Uchis, oh my gosh, she's so talented. And she blew up. She became like this alternative pop star. And then now, you know, she's... But if you look at other things that are brought up in 
the media in terms of like pop stars and the message they give and you know things like boy bands to make uh, little girls feel a certain kind of way or um you know rappers that make guys feel as if they got to live a life of crime in order to be successful or uh um Cardi B making women feel as if they got to be, uh, uh, you know, slutty behavior to be accepted in society. Like these kinds of things, they're placed and branded as such in order to manipulate society. Like it's obvious. All right. I'm not being a conspiracy theorist here. Like this is a brand that's being pushed on the masses by a corporation. Say like, hey, you know what? A lot of people out there like this stuff. Let's make them dumber. <laughs> Let's really push this personality and normalize it. And make people feel confused about who they are as individuals. Let's make them do mistakes. It's good for the economy. By Balenciaga. It's good for the economy. And it makes you look cool too. Retirement. No, don't worry about retirement. Get yourself some nice shoes. Look fly. Talk to people bad. <laughs> Leave Cardi B alone. Yeah, whatever, man. You know, I just never got in it. I had a whispers. Malik Mayweather. Welcome. Meryl Marelis Rios, Liana Wilder. So, yeah, man. And so, as a result, the only kind of artists that we see distributed to the masses are those that are chosen by higher-end corporations that have, you know, some sort of marketing agenda that understand the the bad psychology or rather the dark psychology of human beings. If you don't believe me... uh, if you guys really want to see a really uh, dense documentary about this, that's not conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist guy, but I am a marketer. And I have seen some really shady marketing uh, being done, both locally, nationally, and globally. Because when you're a marketer, when you do digital marketing and you know how to communicate, like you, and you see advertisements differently, you see pop stars differently, you see... Um, uh, social media, it's a whole different lens because it's like you see what people are doing. And let me tell you, man, there are some shady things being done to uh, manipulate the masses in terms of marketing. And it's, it's almost scary because it's like, wow, people are really falling for this stuff. <laughs> Check out this documentary on, uh, on public relations called uh, the, the Century of the Self on YouTube. It's like six hours long, and it's the history of um, politicians. It's the history of corporations. It's the history of uh, manipulating the masses over the years, and it's it's one of the most eye-opening documentaries you'll ever see, but you have to have the ability to see something that's dense because this isn't like a an easy-to-watch thing. Like It's a very in-depth research on what has been going on over the years and it actually shows you on what's going on right now and it's because art we need more art in order to kind of show you some a different lens than what the masses are doing uh artists are really good at at kind of like giving you a, a perspective of an individual rather than of the masses and when you see the perspective of an individual it can be a little more eye-opening because maybe they share some of the feelings you share or some of the experiences you share Right? And they may not, may not be big, but there's something about their work that makes you feel like, oh, I can relate to this. I'm not alone. I get it. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I think uh, what Bill Gates did is a good move. 
I think uh, the metaverse will be a big thing. Will it happen in our in our lifetime? I don't know. What's up, Beto? Beto Che. So, uh, yeah, that's it for the podcast, guys. Great talk. I went a little in-depth with the whole uh, media thing. But it's really what I believe in terms of the artists. Uh, I only say leave Cardi alone because I watched four hours of her pub- public interviews. Okay. <laughs> four hours worth well spent. <clears throat> no, shout out to Cardi B. I mean, whatever you guys are into, there's nothing wrong with that. All right, this is just all personal opinions. She is a fascinating woman. Uh, Diego Anderson, 91. How are you? Dale, bro. All right, guys. Uh, support your local artists. Uh, the metaverse is going to make art even better. Uh, a lot of artists are going to have an opportunity to get to you rather than you having to find them, right, which is sometimes hard to do. You know, like when an artist had, you know, when somebody's like, yo, check out my SoundCloud. And then you go on their SoundCloud and they got four viewers on there. I'm not going to check out your SoundCloud, bro. <laughs> now all those artists are going to have a chance to get to you, man. Uh, she's a fascinating one. My IQ dropped. Okay. All right. Uh, if you guys want to support the podcast, speaking of supporting the artists, go to MiamiComedy.com slash podcast. Subscribe. Uh, you can buy a shirt. We are still... Uh, we're still we we still got a couple left, most mostly pink. The blue's gone. Go to MiamiComedy.com slash shop. Grab yourself a shirt. Or go to a show. Tonight we are at Dom's in Brickle, nine o'clock. So if you want to dine, if you want to take someone out on a date, this is the ideal spot. All right, guys. I'll see you next time. Have a great night. Bye everyone.